Hi, folks. Brad Heineck, physical therapist. I'm Chris, the pharmacist. And today we're going to talk about lower your high blood pressure naturally. Uh, recently supported by science, Chris has done a lot of homework on this. Uh, blood pressure is a big deal. You want to keep it intact, keep yourself healthy from now until you're 101 years old. What is high blood pressure? And we've got a nice yeah. chart here of what the American, American is, Heart Association American Heart Association. Association has uh, helped us out with. So, yep. should we start out with normal? Yep. Hopefully, we're yep. there. Yeah. So basically, the the generalized number is going to be 120 over 80. So that's considered normal blood pressure. Sure. And it can be a little bit lower. It can be, you know. So I mean, from that, and some people like my blood pressure is constantly like 100 over 60. So, yep. but that's still considered normal. So even though it's lower than the norm, but that's something that's very comfortable. Yeah. Yep. So unless you're getting lightheaded or dizzy, that's that's when your doctor begins to address those issues. Sure. But for the purposes of today's conversation, we'll just deal with it. Yeah. Now we're looking at if uh, elevated is we kind of we made it out of yellow, but we realized they couldn't see it very well. It's that caution. Yep. It's like ah, you're in the borderline, starting to get the high blood pressure, but you don't need meds yet. Good place to change your diet, change your um, exercise and exercises. Diet. And that's exactly what I did about 20 years ago. I was in this range, and uh, with running consistently and other activities. I was able to drop it down within a you know, few months. Yep, no, that's huge. So this this range is where you're going to really focus on those lifestyle changes. And when you you know when you come to the doctor, uh, they're going to start to talk to you about how are you eating and what are you doing for your activities. Mm -hmm. And the key with activities, you know, and that's that's probably the simplest natural way to is just to increase your aerobic output. So, but it's not to say that just aerobic is the only way to get exercise. I mean, weightlifting can be something that can sure. be done. So okay. there's swimming, there's biking, there's dancing, there's gardening. Now, if you're not familiar with the term aerobic, that doesn't mean you have to go to aerobics class where people are wearing everything and doing the jumping and yes. having fun. It's a good way to do it, but you may not feel comfortable. You can go for a walk. Yep, a walk, 30 a minutes, brisk walk, a brisk, 30 minutes, yep. five days a week. There you go. Uh, so that's not a big, well, you know, if you're not, if you're a sedentary person, that is a big that deal. It is a big deal. So. You may want to start out walking five minutes. Yep. And I think you can, yeah, everything, Rome was not built in a day. So, I mean, if you had a sedentary lifestyle, but you're ready to make these lifestyle changes so that hopefully we can keep you off of medication, you know, it's, it's just a little bit of time, baby steps. I sure. think it's a real approach because actually the last thing we want is an injury. Right. And you always want to do this in accordance with your doctor feels safe for you. Right. So we can't stress that enough. Right. You, you don't want to overdo it. And uh, that can be a big thing is, oh, you've been diagnosed. You're, you're maybe at stage one. You're at that borderline stage and the doctor's mm -hmm. been talking to you about it. It's like, I better get after this. You might think, well, my father died from high hypertension. I, yeah, and he was 56 years old or exactly. something like that. So, so I mean, it's, I'm gonna, it's, yeah. And I, I know this one guy, he started, uh, he wanted to run a half marathon. He started at age 60, hadn't run before. But he did it appropriately. He actually hired a trainer. All right. And it took him six to eight months, it was like eight months, and he did it. So that's that a might, phenomenal goal. That's an option. He didn't have high blood pressure problems, but he knew that if he but yeah, went after it too aggressively, he's going to hurt himself. Yeah. And that's the last thing you want to do is put you back on the couch. I mean, right. they have to come and see you, <laughs> come and see me for something for pain. But right. I mean, from that standpoint. So, uh, yeah, but basically when we get to those levels, then when we get up to stage one, uh, that's about when your doctor is going to start to say, all right, 
how are we doing on the diet? Sure. So we want to look at that too. So yep. we're talking about the end diet. So one of the biggest guilty uh, causes of blood pressure, and a lot of us don't know about it, is just the amount of sodium we eat. Salt. Salt. Salt, yeah. So that's one of the things. So we want to read packages. So basically, and, and your favorite saying is don't buy anything out of the middle of the store, and I say don't buy anything out of boxes. <laughs> uh, for the most part, it's one of those things where that's a lot of the foods that are naturally, you know, that are not natural uh, are packaged and prefabricated. Processed, and highly processed, processed food. They have a they add salt in there and sugar for flavor. Yeah, and so it's those dead calories and that sodium. And that sodium can make you retain water, which when you retain water, that makes your heart work a little bit harder, more vascular resistance, higher blood pressure. I always think of it like a balloon. You know, you put more water or air in the balloon, and it just gets more and more pressure built up. And that's really what's going on in your system. Your your vessels are taking in all that water and exactly. it's just blowing up those vessels and the pressure goes up. Heart has to work harder. Yep. Uh, and then also we have some arthrosclerosis. That yep. can... Yeah. So the hardening of the arteries. I mean, we have to be careful. There's a lot of other things that once we get that word hypertension, there's a lot of other things that can go sideways. So it can affect our organs like our kidneys. It can affect our eyes. Obviously it's our heart. It's our circulatory. So there's a lot of things going on because there could be strokes. There can be heart attacks, vascular dementia. So there's lots of memory issues. So there's lots of things that we we have to be extremely cautious with when we start to hear this and, and why we're going to make this commitment to ourselves sure. to help to naturally lower our blood pressure. Sure. So, and the other thing is, is these problems you talked about, the vascular problems, uh, not so, well, the stroke too, but all these things kind of accumulate over, over time. time. Exactly. So, so, and you could be up to 140 over 90 yep. and feel perfectly healthy and maybe haven't seen a doctor for five or 10 years. It's like my grandmother, she never saw the doctor until she went to a nursing home. Yep. She, luckily, she was healthy. She didn't need to, but she wasn't going to anyways. Yeah. <laughs> She's stubborn, you know? Yeah, exactly. But if well, you have a lot of us a, like that, though. If you have a problem like this, and then you find out after you've had it for 10 years, Maybe there's, your vessels are already hardened and you're having there serious There is problems. cumulative damage. Yeah, anytime. I mean, you think of your your blood vessels, they're kind of like, they're supple. It's kind of like supple spaghetti. I mean, they're just kind of a very flexible material, it's, well, it's tissue. Right. And so basically <laughs> when something's pushing hard against it, um, in the case of like an aneurysm, it stretches. In the case of just hardening of the arteries, you know, you got all this resistant force pounding against it because that pump is working so hard right. that they just kind of harden. They aren't quite so supple. There's some debris building up in there. and, and so Which actually makes the blood pressure go up, go more. up more because it narrows the arteries and vessels and sure. that's what we have to be so careful with so it's a compounding effect yes it's not just one simple thing i mean hypertension or high blood pressure is the word but there's so many other things going on and you know yeah. for every you know 10 points in blood pressure your risk for cardiovascular problems goes up like 20 percent. so each time and so many of us because again it's the silent killer so you we don't feel blood pressure we just generally don't i mean some people say they'll have a headache or they get a nosebleed. I mean, some of those people, I guess they're the fortunate ones. Not that it's fortunate to have a headache or a nosebleed, but they actually- At kind least of it's a symptom. A symptom that shows you that, hey, I need to figure out what the heck's going on. Sure. But for those of us that, you know, just walking around for 10, 15, 20 years, you know, healthy as a horse, feel great. And all of a sudden you go in for that doctor appointment because maybe it was an insurance thing, or maybe your wife made you go, or my, your husband, or whatever. Sure. And all of a sudden you get this number like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? 
Right. So right. this is why we have to be careful with all so, this. So, you know, it might not be a bad idea if you're going to uh, some stores, have the thing you sit in, put your arm in yeah. there and, and take it that way. Absolutely. Yep. So, yep, they're they're regulated. <laughs> they're always very accurate. So I think you can feel comfortable with that. It'll give you at least a good guideline or a sure. sketch of where it is. But again, when we're taking our blood pressure, even in a store or even at home, we want to make sure we're sitting in that proper posture, yep. both feet on the floor. Relaxed. You want to give yourself about five minutes of sitting before you actually hit the trigger if you're in a store. So you so just Yep, because yep. you want to get an accurate. Because if you just came in from, like, boy, I don't feel really good and I want to, you know, get it set, you know, you just jump in all of a sudden. Yeah, oh my gosh, I'm 170 over, you know, 110. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Well, and all of a sudden if you race for five minutes and all of a sudden it comes down to all of a sudden we're like, you know, 120 over 80. Yeah. So, you know, just like you were in a hurry driving yeah. in traffic, sure. had yep. a cup of coffee. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of factors. And, and then you may want to take it a few times. Yep. Because there's a little red flag there. It was pretty high as it jumped that yep. off. Yep. Want to wait another couple of minutes yep. and repeat it. You can, yep. Yep. So let's say you're, you've been diagnosed, you know you got high blood pressure, or, you know, you're in the elevated stage, stage one, you're going to work with exercise and diet. Uh, we are not nutritionists, we're not dietitians, uh, but we can give you some good, solid, basic introductory. There's and we talked about the salt already. Yep. Um, any other things besides looking at, make sure there's that much salt? Yeah, I mean, you're going to want to go with, you know, you got lots of fruits and veggies, mm-hmm. lean protein. So you just don't want tons and tons of basically animal fat. Or if mm-hmm. you're vegetarian or vegan, I mean, obviously you want to get your protein sources through nuts and, you know, things of that nature, right. soy. Uh, so there's a lot of good things that are actually heart healthy in that. And like I said, vegetarians, I always kind of like because, you know, they, they generally are eating a lot of the right things. Right. Sure. So when there's, it's, it's hard to meet somebody that's having a lot of health problems when they're vegetarian. Sure. Not that you can't have lean meats and protein. Yeah. I think that's to me, I, I couldn't live without it. So I'd have to, I mean, I need to have meat, so <laughs> I would not feel right. And I'd be a very yeah. crabby person, but, uh, uh, um, and that's a personal thing. Exactly. You can work around that. And as far as exercise, we did, we did mention walking yep but start out slow i mean there are some people they they may be overweight already very sedentary and to go out for a 10 minute walk could just literally be exhaustive yep so you might start out with a two or three minute walk exactly and and build it up week to week uh my typical rule of uh, thumb for people who are starting out uh, exercising like that is not more than 10 percent increase per week correct so if you walked one well, let's make it easy. Ten blocks, week one. Week two, you're going to go ten, eleven blocks. Eleven blocks. That's ten percent. Yep. And so it's just slow, and you know you don't have to do the math. It doesn't be perfect, no, but, but you know is, it's mental math. It might stimulate the brain too. So that's always good. Well, there you go. Exactly. So start out slow. Can be walking. You know, if you want to get in the jogging, stationary bike, things of that nature, you can do inside oh. the house are all acceptable. But yard work. I mean, break, break and leaves sure. this time of the year. We're in the northern. Yeah. Eventually, we're going to be shoveling because we're up here in Wisconsin, so <laughs> or Minnesota. And right. so, from that standpoint, but it's it's one of those things where anything that you find an activity that you can gravitate to that you enjoy, I mm. think that's really the most important thing. There you, that go. you can repeat it and do it day in and day out, where you're not thinking it's a chore. You want to just say, "Hey, I really look forward to getting my daily walk in. Hey, I look forward to getting out in the garden, or I get I look forward to you know pushing my lawnmower." Right. I mean. You know, there's lots of things that people can do, and it can be resistance training, it can be Pilates, it can be yoga. I mean, there's a lot of good things that happen with so different forms of exercise. So, resistance training, Correct. it can be 
weights, but you don't have to have weights. Use stretch bands in your house. You don't have to go out and spend a lot of money. Nope. Uh, it's just a matter of doing it. There's a lot of YouTubers. Just go to Bob and Brad. We've got a lot of a exercises. A couple of videos. With, yeah, mostly with stretch bands. We, we don't do much with weights. Uh, it's just not what Bob and I have a history of doing uh, personally as well as clinically. Uh, so, And it's a great way to uh, exercise with your balance, strength, a uh, number of things there. I do want to talk a little bit more about, because uh, we didn't touch on like diet and far as uh, specialty foods, sure. or not specialty, but flaxseed. We actually did a video. Bob's wife uh, did some flaxseed diet. You can watch that video. Yep. And she says, and they both say, boy, her blood pressure came down as a result of it. What's the science or what's the research say yeah, about you things know, like it's, that? It's a little bit of a mixed review, but I think more positive than negative. And okay. so I do think that with flaxseed and flaxseed oil, both products we use, it's got alpha-linolic acid. That's the active ingredient, and it's the big fancy term for your omega-3s, the, the healthy fatty acids sure. that kind of help to maybe keep blood vessels more supple, may help to lower cholesterol, may help to kind of lower your blood pressure. So with these ingredients, there's a couple different ways you can attack it. Some people like the oil, some people like capsules. Some people can grind up the seeds and put it in their food so sure. you can bake it, you can throw it in your oatmeal. So there's a lot of healthy ways that you can add flax to your diet and actually get some real good positive benefits and with consistent use, uh, that's where I think you might see the blood pressure lowering effects occur. And this is one of the things, if I understand this right, there's really no, you know, maybe the research or it doesn't do anything, but is it going to do any Bad, no, I don't. Bad side effects. Generally, sometimes cause a little bit of GI side effects, but that is so rare and so remote. And I mean, you'd probably have to be throwing too much flax. I mean, you'd be having to like take a you know a quarter Shovel. of a cup. <laughs> yeah, so you know, a little too much. Yeah. So I think so flax seed is a, a healthy thing. I would call it a thumbs up. I mean, I don't think you can do anything wrong. It's no right. different than have, like adding fish to our diet. So if you're eating fish two to three days a week, that's another really good healthy protein to put in your diet because of the particularly fatty fishes like salmon and mackerel, those types of things actually have those good essential fatty acids, which are very cardioprotective. Sure. And All when right. we see diets around the world, you know, the Americanized diet doesn't have fish as a staple, maybe on the East Coast and West Coast where it's a little bit easier to get to it. But when you go to some of the island nations or Japan in particular, it's a very good, they have some of the lowest incidences of blood pressure as a whole because of their, their Japan. Japan. So, uh, but they, they, re they say it's from diet. Diet. And then yeah. also, and they've actually done some studies. These are older studies, but they've, when they come to the United States and they move here for a while and they get acclimated to our Americanized diet, blood pressure goes up. Mm. So a lot of that's from the salt and things that we eat. Sure, so, sure. Although there's kind of an interesting study in Northern Japan that actually, um, when they talk about essential hypertension, which is that when we get to this stage right here in that stage one, we don't know why it's caused, but it is. But the northern region of Japan eats the saltiest diet per capita in the world. And it's just a small uh, population yeah. of people, but they have so much salt in their diet. And there's a large, and then when they study the people that just don't like salt, yeah. none of those guys have the blood pressure issues like the people that are on the, the high salt diets. So, it's oh, just so kinda, they, they, they do. They're in Japan, but they eat a yeah, lot of salt so and they, their blood pressure is higher. Yep. So even though they're eating the fish and the protein, that salt seems to be sodium. It just seems to be that limiting factor. So it's something to be real mindful of. And when you're actually looking for levels, when we're talking about, as we talk about food, you know, a lot of people like flavor. So salt is an easy thing to put in there. Sure. So you really, the, the standardized measure that they say is about, you know, 2,300 milligrams is what we want. And a low salt diet is considered 
1,500 milligrams. But, what but how much mean? is yeah? What, so what is the, yep. So it's kind of hard to figure that out. So basically, a level teaspoonful. So if you took a measuring spoon and you filled it with those white crystals of table salt right. and you scrape it off the top, that's about 2,300 milligrams. So that's your daily allotment ah. for salt. So when we talk about reading boxes in, in in food stores and what the sodium content is, and say cereal and bread, bread is like a sneaky ingredient that has a lot of sodium in it to make it taste good. Ah. You, know, you want to look for low sodium options, especially when we're starting to get up into these higher levels. So yeah. look for low sodium on your packaging. So you want to get used to reading stuff in the grocery store before so you buy it. So bread's got a lot of salt in it. Yeah, it does. It's kind of yeah. tricky. Uh, and, you know, things like lean meats like turkey and ham, even they have a lot of sodium in there. So you want As to be- part of the processing? Yeah, it's the deli meats. So you want to be real uh, careful with that. Yeah, so you'd be sure, probably better sure. off, you know, bake some chicken and, and use, you know, use that as, for your sandwiches. Then and you things control like, what you put in. When you're controlling, sodium. exactly. Right. Yeah, so there's a lot of things uh, diet-wise that you can just be an observant by reading yeah. the labels. And you may be reading a book or doing a little research, watching some YouTubes, uh, you know, go a long way on getting that blood pressure in a nice, relaxed manner. I'm feeling very relaxed now, Chris. Yeah, well, there you go. I think you're, you're – yeah, and that's the other thing. Stress is actually one of the other contributing oh, factors yeah. of hypertension Absolutely. and blood pressure. So it's something that, you know, that's a lifestyle change. So it's something that we do want to be mindful of. So it's whether it's meditation, reading, taking a walk, which, again, is more on the exercise. But you want to find some time to make sure – so if you have a stressful job, stressful lifestyle, I mean, a lot of us with this COVID situation, it's oh. our lifestyles are very different these days. And maybe yes. we can't be as active as we want or we're trying to work the job trying to get the kids through their virtual learning modules i mean so there's stress on people that may not necessarily recognize that they're approaching some of these levels so just taking a few minutes to try and relax is actually still very important goes a long way with trying to help to keep that blood pressure under control right yeah yeah, you don't have to think. It's that's from the neck up mostly. Yep, correct. <laughs> it is, but there's so many things that you know in our Americanized society, and actually, I would say worldwide. I mean, I think everybody's tending to get busier and busier. Sure. Uh, based on things that I read, and it's things you know, taking a little bit of me time is important, even though sure. maybe it's as a as a busy parent or a single parent, it's not always that easy. You know, if you can find 15 minutes for yourself just to relax, right? Whether it's finding a book, right. doing a puzzle, just something. And that's right. not even wrote, but just staying relaxed yeah. seems to have a very positive effect on blood pressure. Makes sense to me. Sure. All right. Well, I'm feeling relaxed now. I'm feeling much better. My blood pressure's down a little bit. I think. Uh, I'm going to relax for the rest of the afternoon. All right. Well, it sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for watching. And once again, we can fix anything except for a broken art, but we're trying. Yeah, this fits right in. This is, uh, this is what we're going to put in the archives and into that category. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll help a couple of people. Yeah. It's nothing to joke around about seriously, but we're doing a little bit of it here. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Have a great day, guys.